Hello, I'm Lisa Murray, the City Historian at the City of Sydney Council, and you're listening to Letters of Complaint, a podcast based on our popular History Week event. Join me as we unearth the best, worst and most bizarre letters of complaint from the 19th century. Sourced from the City of Sydney archives, you'll hear neighbours complaining about all aspects of life. This is Episode 6, The Daily Complain-Off. We're going to have to work much more quickly than this to get through the pile. Do you mean... I do indeed. Could it be? Oh, it's time for the Daily Complain-Off. Ding, ding, ding. We're the undersigned inhabitants of this locality. Householders of Stephen Street, Foster Street and Exeter Place and streets surrounding respectfully show us... Most respectfully beg to draw your attention to the great nuisance daily more unbearable. Your petitioners have great reason to complain of Hugh McQuaid, a blacksmith residing at number 8 Exeter Place, who has a forge without a chimney to carry off the smoke when at work. May it please your worship, the new Scandinavian music hall in Castle Ray Street is visited every evening by a great number of people who constantly discharge their urine at the entrance under the archway of Circus Court, the stench of which makes the place unbearable. Further, your petitioners have also to complain that the said McQuaid, when not at work, continually gathers all the offensive rubbish he can collect about the place and burns them in his forge and and compels your petitioners to close their windows windows and doors during the burning of this offensive rubbish, now almost a daily occurrence. Your Your petitioners are apprehensive that unless this nuisance is abated... If this is not put a stop to at once... Fever and other sickness will shortly follow. An epidemic will arise therefrom. Your petitioners have oftentimes requested the said McQuaid to abate the nuisance, but instead thereof, he has increased it. We most respectfully beg... That your council will adopt such measures as they may deem most expedient... And be pleased to order Mr W.T. Johnson, proprietor of the said new Scandinavian music hall and publican to provide immediately a proper urinier for his customers next to his premises. And your petitioners in duty bound will ever pray. In the hope that you will be pleased to comply with our urgent application, seven signatures. Twenty-two signatures. Ha-ha! <laughs> yes. What happened to the old Scandinavian music hall? Oh, is it a hall for new Scandinavian music? Or a, a new hall for Scandinavian music. Has there been a new Scandinavia discovered? I think you're overthinking it, George. Oh, okay. The archway of Circus Court being private ground, we have no power to interfere. The proprietor must take the matter into his own hand and indict the parties committing the nuisance complained of. Gentlemen, I have the honour to report having inspected the premises complained of and found a blacksmith's forge which the provisions of the Smoke Nuisances Act do not apply. Mr McQuaid stated that he is not in the habit of burning offensive matter and from the abundance of coal at the place, I am led to believe in the truth of his statement. He has promised to build a chimney at once to abate the nuisance. The premises were remarkably clean. The interesting thing I think about this is that we've got a contrast of two letters. One is a pretty typical letter that the council received in the 19th century, a complaint about smoke. These letters were received probably at least one a week from the council. And the reason for this continual stream of smoke complaints is because all businesses and machinery was powered by boilers in the 19th century. It wasn't until 1904 that electricity was introduced and really the sort of smoke issue began to settle down. So 
we can find so many examples of letters of complaint in the city archive relating to smoke. Now, they did try to introduce this Smoke Abatement Act, and that did allow the inspector of nuisances to try and prosecute cases a bit more easily. But it still didn't sort of stop the complaints. And it's really interesting to, um, when you get the detail, people complaining about having to close their windows during the day, um, of their washing, getting dirty, and the dust and the dirt that is on their hallways and on their furniture. These things really give a sense of the difficulties sometimes of living in the city in the 19th century. Now, we all complain of pollution, but this was an everyday part of life in Sydney 19th century, and it was something that people just literally had to put up with. Still, the council did try to address the issues, and it's interesting to trawl through all the different complaints about smoke to see how they started to use technology to also dampen down the issues of smoke. By contrast, the other letter in the Daily Complaint Off is one that's connected, I suppose, with Sydney's nightlife. The new Scandinavian Music Hall, such a great name for a theatre. You do have to feel a little bit sorry for the people living next door. I mean, they were, obviously, there was a laneway there and when people went to the new Scandinavian Music Hall... They didn't always use public facilities, but they would just duck around the corner and, uh, I suppose, relieve themselves. But there was little that the council could do because it was a private laneway. And the issue of public toilets was a continuing issue for the council. It's not until the late 19th century that the council actually starts providing its own public toilets. And, of course, it's the men who get it first. They start introducing urinals, or pissoirs, as they're sometimes called, and there's still a cast-iron pissoir in George Street North underneath the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So you men in the world, you should go and check it out because it's quite a piece of history. But back when the new Scandinavian Music Hall was around... The council hadn't provided any toilets and they weren't interested in doing that and they suggested that perhaps it was the theatre provider who needed to put in a set of public toilets. Letters of Complaint was produced by Black Cat Productions, Maeve Marsden, Artistic Director, in collaboration with the City of Sydney. Performances by Anna Martin, George Kemp, and Jennifer Wong. To read the original full-length letters from the archives, go to the National Library's Trove catalogue, trove.nla.gov.au, and search for Letters of Complaint, City of Sydney Archives.